Welcome to Pursuing Real. <laughs> and that is as real as it can. Hello. Hello. Yo. Week nine. Well, oh. it's actually week ten. Yes. We did a little hop, skip, and a jump over we, last week. We did a little Instagram live for five minutes yeah. last Wednesday and then went radio silent. Mm-hmm. We did. Guys, we weren't in a great space last week. No, we were terrible space last week. We honestly weren't getting along. Not at all. We, well, we weren't. Okay. We weren't getting along. Yeah. We had, we had had some struggle, some conflict, if you will. Right. Which is so weird because we don't really. Yeah. So that was, it felt bigger than it probably really was, but it felt big. Yeah. So we were in conflict. It was difficult. And even sitting here, we've completely resolved. We've talked. We've healed. We've prayed. Um, oh, no doubt. I feel 100% good with you. Are you good with me? I 100% good with you. Okay, great. But even sitting here, it's been hard to start this because we were like, well, we need to be real. Like that's the whole part. The whole point of doing this podcast is to shed light on the stuff that sometimes is uncomfortable to talk about. Right. And conflict and conflict with the people that you're the closest to is really hard to talk about and can usually feel like super isolating. Right. And also because it's so important. So, so there's a couple of things immediately going through my mind. The first thing is that we definitely don't need to air all of our dirty laundry. So that's not what this is. But what it is, is to me, it is saying like, you and I are so tight and the best girlfriends that there are. And we are a amazing mother-daughter duo that had a really crappy week and got in a fight. And so there's that. Yeah. And so I think that there's some sort of beauty in that where it's like, oh, so you guys do suck sometimes. Totally. And so I think that's why I like the idea of sitting on this closet floor and praying about this before we started and then being authentic enough with one another to be like, okay, real deal. Like Lauren's like, let's just go. Let's just say it. And so here we are. Yeah. And I like what you said about it. it's not the point of airing out what happened. No. But I'm incredibly proud of how we handle conflict. conflict. I am. And I think that that's something that could be really encouraging to share that we are absolutely not perfect. Our relationship has its own bumps in the road. Um, and how we handle those is what's brought us to where we are now. Correct. And the depth and the foundation and the base that we have. So, and on this side of conflict, I can assure you that I would go through the last week with you, mm-hmm. week and a half, whatever, with you to make sure that we're right here where we are today because I really like this. Like, this feels like safe, safe, and that we rode upstream to get to a really good spot together. Agreed. Good. So, so. <laughs> How We Handle Conflict by Cindy and Lauren. I think a theme you guys are going to pick up on, if you haven't already, 
while listening to our podcast has been that communication is massive. Um, A lot of our situation last week came from miscommunications and misunderstandings. Um, And then we needed to take time to process and heal separately before coming back together to have good conversations. Right. So I think that's a good place to start is it's okay to take time to process where your own feelings in your head are at before you then come back together to have good conversation. Right. Which feels to me at first a little scary and sort of conflicty. And the reason why is because as the kids were growing up, um, one of the things that we would always say is don't let the sun go down on your anger. Yes. And so we would go to bed and if there was ever any, or before we went to bed, if there was ever any conflict, like I would go into each of the kids' rooms, the boys shared a room, but I would go into Sissy's room and I'd sit on the edge of her bed and we'd pray together. And if there's anything on your mind or whatever, just small little whatever things, you would share it with me and we just make sure that our hearts were good before you went to sleep. Yeah. And the same rang true with your brothers as well. Yeah. Sometimes it meant a little, you know, somebody would walk in my bedroom and be like, hey, there's one more thing. And sometimes it was stretching out bedtime, but whatever. The point was there was always some sort of resolution before the night ended. Yes. And I think that is super valuable and really important. And like there wasn't a single day this whole last week that we didn't talk. Every day. We talked every day. We just, we knew we weren't going to talk about. The, the elephant in the room. <laughs> we were still going to talk every day. Right. We weren't going to talk about the elephant because I knew I wasn't ready yet. I needed to take some time to process and think through my emotions and my thoughts and my feelings. And a big thing I've been working on lately is working through my own stuff before I projected onto other people. And a fear of mine was that if I hadn't handled a little bit more of my own emotions, I was just going to put it all onto you. And that's not I don't want to blame shift. I don't want to put my things onto you. So right. I completely agree that I didn't go to bed angry with you a single day this week. Right. I was processing my own emotions and recognizing, hmm, I'm actually not ready to work through all this stuff with you yet because I'm trying to work it with me. Right. But that didn't stop me from calling every day on my way to work. Nope. Or from texting you and checking in. Right. I knew you had a crazy busy work week. So, you know, your communication was a little different. But... Right. And I, too, would text you, you know, post phone call and be like, I really appreciate the way that we value our friendship. And I love you. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for open lines of communication always. Knowing that even if there's an elephant, we are going to be okay. Yes. And I think that that is the thing that I keep coming back to. Because I, too, had to work through a lot of my own stuff this week, too. Right. And I think the thing that God... For me, I just, I had a lot of conversations, deep, intimate conversations with God and my husband this week. And they kept coming back to the fact that Lauren's not going anywhere. Right. Um, and so when, and, and this is not like to shift focus anywhere. This is to just be very candid that sometimes, and we talked about this a little bit in our grief episode. When you have this space in your brain that's a little bit broken due to a trauma or whatever your big grief situation is, you tend to, I tend, I'll just speak for me, I tend to think in definitive 
answers. Like there is Lauren's mad at me. She's going to leave me. Right. That is not truth. And so I kept having to come back to it's okay if Lauren's upset at you because she loves you and you love her. And together you're going to find a resolution to whatever it is that you guys are walking through. And I'm, I, in full disclosure, I want to be super sacred about what we walk through because it, it was so intimate that I just feel like it's really important to me to hold that like sacred, not to keep it from people, but honestly, yeah, no, that's I, our that's our business. Right. Totally. I think there's that level of we want to pursue real and to what level can we do that while also protecting one another. And right. I love I love that. And I'm right okay. here with you on not wanting to share details. But I do love what you said about sometimes it's okay to have the other person not happy with you in the minute, right? right. Like that's something we're learning and because of our history, we did develop a bit of a codependency. And right. we've talked about that. We've had to acknowledge it talked about it in therapy and I think there are times when things are really good and it's easy to think oh we totally have worked through that yeah <laughs> that's all gone we're done you know right and it's not um and there are moments when that comes back and we have to kind of relearn stepping back and getting that space of like okay it's all right if the other one's not happy with me right now like we're gonna right we'll be just fine you're still gonna be there you're not going anywhere you know right I think that's a big key though for for me anyway, and I'll just really try to speak for myself is that I truly had to say to myself, these are two of your best friends, meaning Lauren and Michael. Mm -hmm. And together, the four of us are going to forge this friendship, continually work on this because it's important to each one of us. And they're not going anywhere. And you're going to be good. And you guys are going to work through this. This isn't forever. Um, I had to tell myself and remind myself, like, um, you're not going to stonewall Lauren and you know that Lauren is not going to stonewall you. Right. And you can build up a little wall of like healing and ensuring that you're safe and you're good while also honoring the fact that, no, I'm going to stay pliable and moldable and soft so that when the time comes for resolution, it's, it's right there. And, and that is not, that is not the, my first instinct. My first instinct is, first instinct is fight or flight. And then I'm stonewalling and peace out. Yeah. I think it was, it was good. I think this was a, a great week of what it looks like to continue communication. We didn't shut one another out. Right. But we also gave each other time to process, heal, think through some stuff. Before we both mutually came to a point where we could have a bigger conversation. Right. And I think that's something that maybe you guys could take away from this is if both parties are comfortable saying, hey, this week, crazy busy. I don't have the space to get into a big, deep conversation, but I don't want our communication to cancel or end altogether. So if there's any way we can do the basic normal check-ins or whatever your typical routine is. And then prepare that space and prepare that mental ability to then go have that deeper conversation. I think that was great for us this week. Yeah, it, it really, it really worked out well. Yeah. And I love that, you know, there were moments where you would be like, I'm working on something mm -hmm. and I love you and I'm working on something and I just want you to know that I am and I'm, I'm working through it. And I completely honored that and was like, okay, you do that. And I will let you navigate that and just know 
on this side as your mom, I'm grateful and I'm praying for you. And I just knew the truth that I loved that you just came honest and you're like, this is a me thing and I'm working through this. Yeah. And I think that's super important. As much as you can be introspective in conflict, that is your greatest asset at taking responsibility for what you can and also not owning what's not yours. Right. And not projecting what is yours onto others. And so that was big for me this week. And with our conflict was recognizing what part did I play in this? Um, what is bothering me and affecting me so much? And how much of that is my stuff to work through that has nothing to do with my mom or the other person on the other side of this conflict? So introspection, time, like those are huge things before you step into conflict. And I I don't like that there's such a negative connotation around the word conflict, Mm -hmm. right? I think immediately it sounds angry and upset and frustrated. No, no, no. You know, that's not how ours was. But I'm just saying in general, I think that is the connotation that goes behind conflict. And like our healing and our conflict, I'm doing air quotes, that we had today or had last week has been really generally pretty good in the sense of the way that we talk to one another and I allowed you to tell me what you didn't like and you allowed me to give you like the actual feelings I was having of what I didn't like. And it ended up being really beautiful. It did. It did. And I see, I saw it as like a restorative work. Mm. It's so interesting. I, I work in a house that is 115 years old or something like that. It's like where our old offices are in the wine in wine country. And you can see the way that it's been restored to be better than it was, you know, years ago as it was starting to get dilapidated or whatever. And the one thing that I had thought, you know, as I finished out my walk today, I was just kind of reflecting on our conversation was like, restoration always ends up feeling structurally sound and so much better. And restoration means it just feels like it was better than when it started. And so I felt like there was restorative work, yeah, which felt really good. And even if you're right, I the negative connotation of conflict, it, I'm so proud of where we are in this that mm-hmm. I'm just grateful to be like, yeah, that's the way I just handled conflict with my daughter who doubles as my best girl and my person in so many capacities of my life, you know, it's just... Yeah. It was good. I think something I really appreciated about you this week was your ability to apologize. I think that's something that goes beyond conflict communication, but in general, um, you, especially with your kids, have never had a problem apologizing and Mm. taking ownership for what you do. And I have seen other parents get really hesitant, like, I don't have to apologize to my kids you know? Mm-hmm. And I've always just loved that you have always seen apologizing as more of a strength and recognizing where you fell down than a weakness, mm. you know? Thanks. And I love that about you. And I, I heard that in you today and earlier this week as we were starting to work through things. And I was like, wow, I just, I love how she has no problem recognizing where she could be better and apologizing because it immediately puts my walls down. Because I'm like, oh, okay. Like, we're both recognizing where we could have been better, you know? Right. And one thing I recognized about you this week. So 
I don't know if you guys remember, but in our friendship episode, we actually talked about how Lauren kind of sets the pace of our communication based on her work schedule and based on the fact that she has this, you know, marriage and she's got this life, this social life, and she's got these great friendships. And so her schedule is kind of wonky and she really is the one that navigates our phone calls and our communication, Mm -hmm. knowing that I'm usually on the other side, just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you had a minute, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it'll be six in the morning and sometimes it'll be nine and it just depends on when you can call or whatever. And even in the heart of, you know, maneuvering through emotion and conflict, you never stopped communicating this week. And it was weird because every part of me wanted to pick up the phone and be like, hey, how you doing? Are we good? Hey, are we good? And I was like, no, stay the rhythm of your relationship, which is Lauren has always just kind of, as of late, maneuvers the communication timeline based on your availability. And it didn't help this week that I had literally one of the busiest work weeks. And so communication was shorter than normal, but I'm so grateful that you consistently and you just, you just did that really well. Like it didn't matter. Um, you were just going to keep calling and keep doing your normal rhythm, which I was really grateful for. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I think I really liked so much the aspect that when there was tension or we were working through something, we invited our husbands into the problem solving scenario with us. Yes. And you guys got to really learn a lot about Michael and TJ when they were on the podcast because they really showed who they were and just how calm and tender they are. Um, In conflict, I have a tendency to get not not combative, but I go straight into like a logical thinking of like, these are the facts and this is what's going on. And I can get a little hard because that's immediately my brain is like, this either makes sense or it doesn't. And I think you sometimes have a tendency to get very emotional and you think with your feelings and you talk with them. So sometimes those two things just um, are oil and water yes. in, in the midst of like yes. right in that. And so bringing Michael and TJ in, they have these beautiful elements of they're just really good at like mediating and not that we need a we mediator. Didn't medi- no, it wasn't like but that. But they are in the sense that they're great at saying, I think what I'm hearing or what I'm seeing here is this. Right. And I can sense because I know my wife really well that this is how this might be being interpreted or, you know, I think it was really good. It was super good. I love that Tej, you know, practical TJ just kind of went, okay, so could this be the, could this be verbiage that could give you both a Mm -hmm. pause to recognize that perhaps, you know, and I just love the way he did that. I love the way Michael's voice was very calm and he just goes, you know, I'm getting heated and fully like emotional and he's like okay but here's the thing and he wasn't like patronizing like calm down Mm because if that would have happened I think I'd lost it but (laughs) as most people would right but it was just so tender and you could just see these two men who are like these girls are their person like it just worked and then just the reiteration from both of them that was like oh no, this is like lifelong friendship here. Yeah. Let's navigate this together so that we can be sure there's no miscommunication that the four of us are truly pursuing this absolute depth. Um, And it was, it was beautiful. I loved that at no point when we brought them in, did it feel like my team versus your team? No. Like I truly felt like we were 
a team of four trying to overcome some really big stuff that we had uncovered in the midst of hard conversations. Right. And I was like, wow, I'm so grateful that it didn't feel like Michael was on my side. He felt like he was for you and for me and for what we do together on a daily basis, which is our friendship. And I can tell you that with 100% honesty and obviously like, I just, first of all, I wouldn't be dishonest, but second of all, it's out here for the world to understand. My husband sat with me and would absolutely edify and uplift in our private conversations after the fact. He would he would just bring beautiful, stark moments of both of your characters to the forefront always. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't I wasn't doing that. I I was doing that very thing as well. But it was just like he would be like, and here's another compliment about Lauren. And here's another thing about Michael that I recognize. And here's what I see as a fruitful trait in your daughter. And it was just like he's bringing about all the truth that I already knew about you. And I was like, like you, there wasn't any sort of anything other than we're just going to walk through this together and it's going to be great. And, and I want what's best for my wife and I want what's best for who his bonus daughter and his bonus son. And he just wanted the best for, for everybody. And I was so grateful to feel that identical feeling you had, which was, they just were for us. Yeah. I think, So when we kind of break it down to the basics, I think we've talked about giving yourself space and time to process, um, allowing others the ability to apologize and also encouraging yourself to then go take ownership of what you can, um, bringing in outside, outside people to then give you good perspective when sometimes you can't get it on your own. Mm -hmm. That's great. I think that being gracious and having grace for the other person and seeing the best in them. Mm -hmm. One thing that I know is that um, I don't question who you are when it comes down to it at the end of the day. I don't, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that you, we see the best in one another. Totally. And so there is, there's another thing, seeing the best in the person and not writing a narrative or having any sort of story being written. I think silence can often do that. Yeah. That's one that I think we've had to work on a lot outside of one another, but sometimes I'll even call you and be like, here's a story I'm writing about so-and-so in my head. I haven't talked to them in a while, or this is bugging me. And here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Can you give me a different perspective? Or maybe what do you think about that? Yeah. And And I've done the same thing. Yeah. And it's so grounding to, and I think they talk about that. You talked about that in therapy when they, you know, your therapist would be like, Okay, say the story you're thinking out loud so that truth can be brought to the table as well. Right, you know, right. And so, um, I think it's really important to remember the character of the person that you're that you're in conflict with. If you are, Mm -hmm. is that okay? There's a good human on the other side of this. I think that keeping open lines of communication critical. I think you probably already said that, but silence is deafening. And I know for me that I can write a nice little story in my head in silence. And so I deeply appreciate, um, good open lines of communication and no stonewalling. Thanks. I think something that goes on the opposite side of that, but is important based on your circumstances is that good boundaries are totally acceptable as well. In our situation, we have really healthy conflict. So I don't feel the need to set up a boundary where you know, I want my mom in my life and I want to talk to her every day and I want to touch base. 
Um, but if you're finding yourself in continued unhealthy conflict oh. that's hurting you, yeah, like that's not our circumstances. So we're, I would encourage you to then go evaluate, is this good for me? Um, do I need to set up boundaries? Um, in other relationships in my life, I have set those. I've never needed to do that with you, mom, because mm-hmm. you're my person and we do have really healthy communication following conflict. But we also have really healthy boundaries too. That's true. I mean, honestly, we've set up really healthy boundaries and anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but... that's fine. That's, I mean, it's been a learned thing. I just mean, if you're continually finding yourself really hurt and broken and feeling like you're always the one to apologize and you're never being met halfway in different relationships. It's also okay to set a protective boundary for yourself. I just didn't want people to be listening to this and thinking I have to go heal every relationship when some relationships might not be meant for that. That's agreed. Agreed. And you can also have a very healthy boundary and also have a very honest, even keeled emotional spirit too. So I'm working on that. I mean, I have full disclosure. I have, relationships that I know have to have very, very strict and healthy boundaries where I know that it's really important to keep my emotional and mental health in check. And so those boundaries are really important for me to set up really strict and good spaces for both parties to thrive. Yeah. Life is not perfect. No. I I know that's such a blanket statement, and I'm sure that if you're listening, you're like, what? Okay, yeah, good good job, Cindy. (laughs) But I think that sometimes it is very easy to look at a social media platform or to look at a photo or to look at a lens on something or a filter or to look at a circumstance and a relationship, a marriage, whatever, and just assume they're so good they would never, ever have a problem. And I, I, I think that's what I love so much is that, no, like we're just two totally broken people who are sitting here still mending our hearts, you know? And I think that's really good. We were apprehensive about recording this and sharing this because our relationship is one of our most prized possessions in our life. And so sharing some of the cracks in the road and the struggle is not comfortable to talk about because I want to be so protective of you whenever I'm, I'm talking on this podcast and protective of our family and all of that. So oh my gosh, I mean, it can be tricky to navigate talking about conflict, especially when we're having it with one another. But basically what you just said is why I wanted to do this so much is exactly. because I know there are people scrolling who are like, I want that relationship with my daughter, but we fight. You know, oh my gosh, so do we. So do we. So do we. And, oh, I want that relationship with my spouse. You know, I think nothing is, like you said, perfect. And so, if anything, this is just giving you hope that if you're finding yourself in more conflict than you'd hoped, um, there is healing. There's always potential for um, a changing course. Right. Um, there's, There's a lot of good in store. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have just so many thoughts. I mean, <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. It's all everything. I just I'm could. Like, oh, no. no, gosh, no. I could echo everything you said and just also I don't need to repeat, you know, what you just said. I mean, you're just so I, I sit across, I get to sit across from you. I say this every time, but you just have a wisdom that is so beyond your years, you know, 
our friend Matt said this this last week. He just was like, I listened to Lauren and like, Lauren, you are a wise beyond your years, but you are. Mm. You are. You just, yeah. And I get to share life with you in good and bad. And I mean, we've seen fire and have not been burned. Thank Jesus. And this feels like just, <laughs> we can pretty much go through anything. Yeah. I know it's probably hard to like gather since we weren't all that specific, but I feel like this was such a big week for our relationship and I'm so glad we took a pause from the podcast and took a pause from the social media of it all and just literally thought, invested, processed, and then came together. I just feel like this was such a huge, great step for us. I do too. And my hope and prayer for... The moms and the daughters and the kids and the parents as they listen to this would be um, that you find these steps after conflict, that you find a healing um, that's like a relief, like a fresh rain and a drought. Like it feels mm. really, really healing and really beautiful. And that's just our prayer and hope yep. for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want you to know that I love you. I love you too. I'm proud of you. And that... Uh, if you're a mama out there who's worried about a conflict and you haven't been talking or it's okay, you can start right now. You can pick up the phone. You can text the words. I love you. And, and I don't know. There's no, there's nothing that there's nothing you can't say anyway. That was like the most fun little word vomit we could have given you guys for 30 minutes, but well, there it is. There's Lauren and Cindy. Um, and I wouldn't change a single word of this, sweetie. Me either. So, I love, I love you. you. That's conflict resolution, y'all. <laughs> yeah, bye, Cindy Lauren. All right. All right. Bye.